Grace and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Our text for our sermon is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus. You were enriched in him in every way, in all your speaking and all your knowledge, because the testimony about Christ was established in you. As a result, you do not lack any gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also keep you strong until the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of our Lord. If you ever feel like your congregation has a problem, read the first epistle to Corinthians. Paul has to do a lot of correcting and they'd already come and visited him. And so he's already dealing with some problems. But how does he begin the epistle? He begins the epistle by reminding them of the many gifts of God's grace that they have received. He begins with the gospel as they wait for the revelation of the Lord. That is the day when the Lord comes and no one can deny that he is king of kings and Lord of lords. Advent is from the Latin advento, meaning to come. We put ourselves in those shoes of the Old Testament believers and look for the Lord to come in the flesh, but we rejoice because he has come in the flesh, so we look for the Lord to come as King of Kings. And today's sermon theme, as we work through Paul's gospel to the Corinthians, where he begins reminding them of the gifts they have, today's sermon theme is Advent means receiving gifts while awaiting our Savior. Now, church symbols, if we forget what they mean, they lose the symbol. And every year, on the first Sunday of Advent, we put out this Advent candle. And we light one candle each Sunday, and each candle means something. Peace, hope, love, joy. But you'll notice right in the center of all these gifts is this big white candle, the Christ candle. All of these gifts come from Christ. And without Christ, we don't have true peace, we don't have hope, we don't have joy, and we don't have love. But shouldn't God's grace be there? Shouldn't there be yet another candle? Why isn't there a fifth candle, grace? Because there's only four Sundays of Advent. No, because you have a wreath here. And this wreath forms a circle. A circle has no beginning and no end. And that is to remind us, centered in Christ, God's grace is unending for you and I. We will have an eternity in heaven when our King comes because Christ is the center of all the gifts that he brings for us. And that is why the Apostle Paul begins this text, grace and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is gifts received at Christ's expense. You sit now in God's grace. You are God's son and God's daughter, a prince or a princess in his kingdom. You have your sins forgiven and you have peace. Peace because Christ at the center of all the gifts, without him there are none. Peace because Christ has purchased and won you. You are confident. You don't belong to the devil. You belong to God. He owns you. 
And that means you have peace when the rough times of this world come upon you because you have peace knowing your sins are forgiven. And so God is using those things for your good. You have peace knowing this too shall pass. God is actually using this for my good. How can you not help but to love him and feel joy and hope in that time when Christ will return? So we have gifts given by God's grace. We have that gift of grace and peace and all the others that flow because God the Father sent God the Son to take on human flesh and redeem us. And so the Apostle Paul says, I'm always giving thanks to my God concerning you on account of God's grace, which was given to you in Christ. You've heard me say in more than one sermon, we really have to pay attention to our prepositions. The Greek preposition that gets translated in here, it's like a fence. My backyard, you built a fence in the parsonage. And what's inside that fence is property of Lord of Lords Lutheran Church and hence my home. What's outside of that fence, it belongs to somebody else, not Lord of Lords Lutheran Church and is not my home. So in Christ... We have these gifts. We give thanks because of God, because of that grace, on account of God's grace, which we have in Christ. When you take Christ out of the picture, we lose it all. So, of course, during Advent, the big gift as we wait is we're thankful for Christ having taken on human flesh and we await his return as our king. Advent means receiving gifts while waiting for our Savior. Gifts given by God's grace. Grace is the big one. It only comes in Christ. And all the other gifts that we have, they all only come within Christ because he took on his human flesh. He was perfect for you his whole entire life. He was tempted in every way, yet never once fell into sin. Yet because he was man, could feel the pains of temptation. Yet because he was God, never in a way that was unholy or sinful. And he's credited you with his never falling temptation, with his never sinning, so that when God looks at you, he sees Christ's perfect life. But he died for you and he rose for you so that when God looks at you, he sees not your sins. He sees those washed away. Again, he sees Christ's righteousness. And when he looks at Christ, he sees your sins are paid for in full. And daily he wants to remind you, I love you. I have forgiven you. You are my redeemed child. I own you. And that means you are a prince or a princess in my kingdom. Advent means receiving gifts while we await our Savior, gifts given by God's grace. But as as we look at those gifts and the gifts underneath the Christmas tree that remind us of the great gift of Christ and all the spiritual gifts, do you ever get worried here at Lord of Lords Lutheran Church? Do you ever get worried that we don't have all the gifts we need? Do you ever get jealous? Maybe we need a youth program. Maybe we need a better program for the older members of our church. Maybe we need a bigger, more beautiful choir. Maybe we need a... Bigger attendance so we can have bigger offerings, so we can have better heating and air conditioning. And maybe we need two or three really good, uh, you know, add it all in. Do you ever worry about those things? Do you ever worry as this church has struggled just to keep a foothold in Casper that at some point in time one of us is going to die, go to heaven, and we're going to have to lock the doors? Don't. As the Apostle Paul reminds the Corinthians before he starts setting all their problems straight of all the gifts they have as a congregation. This is all the Christians in Corinth. So it's several congregations that are meeting in people's homes. He says in verse 5 that in everything you were enriched in him in every speech and in every knowledge. To enrich. Picture somebody holding out your pocket and stuffing money in it until until you're just filthy rich, right? Right? But money doesn't make the world go around, God does. 
And so he stuffs something into your pocket. He stuffs all those gifts that come because of Christ within his grace, hope, peace, joy, love. And there's many more than just that. You are enriched in them and he hits two big ones in every speech and in every knowledge. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. You are enriched because you have the Word. You have the Word that shows you your sin and a need for the Savior, and the Word that tells you your Savior has come, that assures you that all of God's promises are meant for you, and that means you have knowledge. Knowledge of how to apply that word in your life. Knowledge how to use that word as the two-edged sword it is to attack the devil. Knowledge to share that word with your unbelieving neighbor and your believing neighbor who is stumbling in their faith and your believing neighbor that just needs words of encouragement. Do we have the, the nice pretty choir loft with the biggest pipe organ? No. Do we have the word and its truth and purity and knowledge to apply it? Yes, you have all the gifts you need, brothers and sisters, at Lord of Lords Lutheran Church. And so he says in verse 6, just as the testimony of Christ was confirmed among you. Confirming, strengthened, established. Scripture often pictures the invisible church made visible through congregations in this world with all of its persecutions. It often pictures that as a tent. A tent put up in strong Wyoming winds and the winds are trying to blow it down and rip it out. But God uses that word. He uses that knowledge to pound the tent pegs of his Holy Spirit, the faith that he gives deeper and deeper into the soil. And so while the Wyoming winds plow away and maybe cause damage and we wish we had we had the money to fix this right away or whatever. know that God has confirmed you, but drilled you down into that testimony. So he's anchored Lord of Lords Lutheran Church here. And he says in verse 7, with the result that you are not lacking in any gift while you eagerly await the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is God going to say this one's died so we got to lock up the doors? No. God is going to keep Lord of Lords Lutheran Church here so long as two or three of us gather together in his name. And as long as there's two or three of us to gather together in his name, he will make sure that there is a visible congregation teaching the word and truth and purity in Casper, Wyoming, right up until the time the Lord returns. But did you hit that with the result that you are not lacking in any gift? Again, within the boundaries of any gift. That's quite an inclusive fence to be in. God gives every one of us natural gifts. And he's given you your vocations, your callings in life, where you work and the positions you fill, mother, father, aunt, uncle, son, daughter, etc. But as a congregation together, we do not lack any gifts. We have the word. Some of us have more than one spiritual gift and we share it. Do we have the things we can look at other larger congregations and maybe sinfully be jealous of? We have those things. Maybe your pastor doesn't sing the prettiest in leading you in him, but we still have hymns that are focused on Christ and we still sing them in peace, love, and joy to our Lord for the hope he has given us. Yes, think of all the things we could say if only our church had this and stop and say, but it does. God has given us every one of the spiritual gifts we need 
And the proof of that is that he has let us stand on his word and truth and purity and given us the knowledge of that. So he says of God in verse 8, who will also confirm you until the end without accusation on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we gather around the word. God's using that word to pound the tent pegs into your heart, not just your congregation, each one of you individually, so that on the day that you are called before your maker, whether you die before Christ comes or whether we are the last generation when Christ comes, you can be confident that word has assured you. It's given you the knowledge. The promises of scriptures are yours. So on judgment day, God will look at you and he will see Christ's righteousness and he will say, innocent, come my beloved child, receive the kingdom my son purchased and won for you. Advent means receiving gifts while awaiting our Savior. Gifts given by God's grace. Gifts that supply our every need. But we share those gifts, brothers and sisters in Christ. Half the joy in Christmas for me isn't the gifts that I get. In fact, the older I get, the less joy there is in that. The more joy I get in seeing people uh, happy over the gifts I've given them. We share these gifts. And that's verse 9. God is faithful through whom you were called into the joint participation with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We call it fellowship. It's joint participation. Later in this epistle, the apostle Paul uh, addressing the congregations fighting over who has the greater gifts. Never mind the fact that God has given them to us as a body. So he points out, Christ is the head. You are the individual members that make up the body of Christ, which is the invisible church. And it's seen here at Lord of Lords Lutheran Church. As Paul will say, we can get jealous, but just because the foot says I'm not the eye, it doesn't mean it ceases to be the foot. And if you think your spiritual gift is not important, I have a friend. He's now a minister. He had a farming accident. He ran a 150-year-old dairy farm. And one day, PTO binding up on the tractor, he reached over and gave it a kick to try to free it up. And it grabbed the denim in his work jeans. And it literally ripped his leg off six inches above the knee down. He now has a false leg and he can walk. But he said, you know, one of the things I never would have thought, you know, I can walk again and it's not as great as having my own leg. But he said, when it gets warm outside and everybody else is sweating, I sweat a lot more. I always knew when he'd come into my dorm room and sat in my chair because there was always a pool of sweat there. He's a great guy. But he found out that that leg didn't just help him walk. It also is one of the ways the body dissipated heat. Don't kid yourself. God has given you gifts and you might not realize how important they are. I stand back on Sunday and I greet you coming in the door and I say goodbye when you come out. And you do not know how often I dote over the many gifts God has given you and thank the Lord for them. We participate. We're part of the body and we share in them. And he's given us this meal that we're going to rejoice in here in just a minute where we're all going to receive his body and blood. And it actually doesn't just unite us in our faith stronger with God feeding our faith. It unites us together in that confession of faith where we go right back to having every word and knowledge. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have gifts, but we share them. And it's fun to share them. It's a blessing to share them. And so today, brothers and sisters in Christ, through today's text, looking at that Advent wreath, we see Advent means receiving gifts while awaiting our Savior. That ring reminds us God's grace is eternal. At the center of that is Christ who won that for us. So we see gifts given by God's grace. They're more than just hope, peace, joy, and love. They're all the individual gifts that God has given so that we can worship and praise Him and share His word with each other. So that's gifts that supply our every need. 
so that we do end up in heaven, so that we do remain in the faith, and those are gifts that then we have the privilege and joy of sharing. Amen. Now grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forevermore. Amen.